Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. We live in a time where everyone struggles with anxiety to some level. Pastor J.D. does too. But today, he reminds us how we need to take our thoughts captive. Don't let your fear rule you. Instead of fretting, remember to thank God for anything. Pray about everything, and in turn, don't worry about anything. God will take care of you. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on January 16th, 2022. Everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or fields for my sake will receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life. Wow, hundred? Where do I sign? You don't have to, he already did. One last thing on this, and we'll move on to the last one. This this is important, and I want to say this. Well, just please hear my heart. I I hope I'm not, and the Lord knows my heart. I, I, I never want to be rude or mean. I certainly don't want to be mean. I used to be mean, by the way. But God has been doing a deep work in my life over the years. Uh, you're going to have to make a decision. Are you going to follow Jesus? If you have made that decision, then you're going to also be at the same time making the decision to leave them behind, if you're going to follow Jesus. It really is a counting of the cost, which is, you'd be hard pressed to find a church Thankfully, a church that preaches the whole counsel of God, the whole Word of God, you're going to get it, but you won't hear it very often, if at all, that there is a cost to following Jesus. And especially in that day, when they made the decision to follow Jesus, it cost them everything their jobs, their families disowned them, and they couldn't even get a job because they were a Christian now. That's why it is, by the way, we even have the account that we have in the book of Acts about how they would help each other and share with one another from their belongings. They lost their houses, they lost their cars, they didn't have cars, but they lost their cars. They lost everything, but they counted the cost, and they picked up their cross, and they died to themselves, 
to follow Jesus. I love that hymn. I love that hymn. I love that hymn. I have decided to follow Jesus. <laughs> I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. The cross before me, the world behind me. I've decided to follow Jesus. Last one, number five. I am filled with fear and anxiety concerning the future. Very real. <laughs> and I've been very open over the years, very transparent about my own struggles with anxiety and fear. <laughs> I'm, I'm walking in victory, but if you're here today or watching online and you're filled with fear and riddled with anxiety, you're actually in pretty good company. You're in good company with a lot of men and women of God throughout the pages of Holy Writ that were so full of fear, so filled with anxiety. Again, I have, actually for me, Philippians 4, 6, and 7, this is that other three-in-one deal. I'm, I'm sorry to say it like that. But this is how God has given me the victory in my life over fear and anxiety. The Apostle Paul is writing, and he says, be anxious for nothing. Do not have anxiety for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. This is that peace that Jesus talked about in John 14. It's not as the world gives. This transcends human understanding. It will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Did you catch the three in the one here? It's like Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. So what are the three? Okay. Thank God for anything. Pray about everything and you'll worry about no thing. That's the three. Thank God for anything. Anything you can think of, and by the way, the word thank comes from the word think. Whatever you can think of, thank God for it. Thank God for anything. Pray about everything. Everything? Yeah, everything. If you will thank God for anything and pray about everything, you will worry about nothing. Why? Because God is going to give you that peace that transcends human understanding. It bypasses the mind and keeps the heart at peace. It guards the heart. Picture a guard set up around the heart. So here comes fear knocking on the door. Here's the guard going, what are you doing here? Get out of here. What are you? Well, who are you? I'm the guard. Peace is my name. No fear here get out. That's what the peace of God that transcends human understanding does. You know, for me there were times where, again, I'm being very transparent with you, for some maybe too, too uncomfortable, but whatever. Um, there have been times where, I mean, it has been so intense 
that I've done it out loud, where I've just thanked God for anything. God, thank you. Well, thank you for my fingers (laughs) and my hands that I can raise to you. Thank you for my legs that I can stand on and my feet. I don't like feet, but thank you for my feet. Thank you for my family. Thank you for my children. Thank you for my wife. Thank you for my church. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. And then you start praying. It's in the original language, it carries with it the idea of a petition, a list. You're petitioning the throne. Make your requests known. Petition the throne. So with everything, everything? Yeah, I don't know about that. No, no. Put it on the list. Yeah, but everything? Everything. Okay. Parking lot at Costco E.V. Lay. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, put it on there. Pray about everything. Thank God for anything. And you will worry about no thing. I testify before you today <laughs> that this works and it worked in my life. And whenever those anxious thoughts come, and they come, they still come, they still come knocking on the door. I'm like, ah, I was expecting you. Well, you don't give up, do you? No. Fear and anxiety are very tenacious. And the thoughts of fear still come a-knocking. But God has not given me a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a disciplined mind, which by the way verse 8 is about what we allow into the mind. Think on these things, whatsoever things are pure and of a good report and so forth. So you know how we discipline our children? We need to discipline our mind. You're going to let your mind get away with that? So here comes this uh, seed of doubt and fear that is, you know, planted in your mind. You just let it in. And you, you know, start entertaining it. And that, that, here's what it sounds like, just real quick on this, because maybe this is for somebody here or watching online. Very important. Here's what it sounds like. What if, and you fill in the blank, and that, that spirit of fear will take you down the what if road just as far as you'll let it. What if, what about, oh, <gasps> I never thought about it. Well, you better be thinking about that. It could happen, you know. Oh no. Next thing you know, you're just, you're paralyzed in fear. But you say, wait a minute. (laughs) I'm going to discipline my mind. I'm going to give my mind a good spanking (laughs) and discipline it and take every thought captive into the obedience of Christ. Uh, No, you don't. No entrance. You're not coming in here. You are not welcome here. Because I have the peace of God that is guarding my heart and my mind, both. Okay, here's the bottom line. I appreciate your patience. We're almost done. Jeremiah 29.11. I just thought of this, actually. Another life verse for many. You know it so well, right? The Lord declares through the prophet Jeremiah that 
I know my plans, the plans that I have for you. They're not plans to harm you or hurt you, but plans to prosper you, to give you a future and a hope. That is the bottom line for us as Christians. It's our future and hope in the imminent return of Jesus Christ in the rapture of the church. You be encouraged. You be encouraged. If it gets worse between now and the rapture, and it very likely could, as it even now is, God has promised you that He will take care of you. He will never leave you, nor will He ever forsake you. He will always provide for you. Yeah, I know you don't understand. I know you, you question it, and you're struggling with it. But even if God could tell you and answer all your why questions, you wouldn't be able to fathom it. How can infinite pour into finite? It's impossible. You're only going to have more why questions. (laughs) Like when your kids are little, right, they ask you, why is the sky blue? Well, because that's God's favorite color. Why is blue God's favorite color? Because um, um, why, 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 ay, 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 just more why questions. Well, there's coming a time very soon, soon and very soon. No more why questions. Oh, oh, Lord, if I would have only known that then, what I know now, oh, Here's the Lord going, I tried to tell you, I tried to tell you. One last thing. I haven't said one last thing yet. Okay, if I have, here's the last, last thing then. God loves you so much. You have no idea. You cannot possibly fathom the love that God has for you. He has even the hairs on your head counted. He will never allow anything to happen to you unless ultimately in the end it's for your good and His glory. He will only allow something to happen in your life as difficult and painful as it is, because ultimately in the end it's for your good and His glory. Let not your heart be troubled. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. I want to uh, end, as we always do, with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the ABCs of salvation. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ. And it's childlike, simple. It's as simple as ABC. It's actually simpler than ABC. It's actually as simple as B. The A, which leads to the B, is for admit or acknowledge that you've sinned and are in need of the Savior. This is Romans 3.10. It says, there is no one righteous, not even one. And Romans 3.23 tells us why. It's because all have sinned. All have sinned. We were all born sinners, which is why we must be born again to enter the kingdom of heaven, Jesus said. 
all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So now there's a penalty for that sin, and all have sinned, and the penalty for the sin is death. Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death. But, here's the good news, the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the A, here's the B, and this is so simple. It's as simple as believing in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. As Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will, will be saved. And lastly, the C is for call upon the name of the Lord, or as Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. And here's why. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And lastly, Romans 10, 13 seals the deal. All, all who call upon the name of the Lord will, will be saved. It's that simple. It's that simple. I want to share with you today's But God testimony, which is an absolute miracle. It comes from Donna, who writes, Hi, Pastor J.D. I'm writing about my son-in-law, who had been admitted to the hospital a few weeks back with COVID. I wrote these notes down during that time because I knew God would answer. He is so faithful. These are the order of events in which they happen. After a few days of being short of breath from COVID, on Friday, DJ, my son-in-law, was admitted to the hospital on 8 liters of oxygen, 86% saturation. After his admittance, I committed myself to fast and pray in the hospital parking lot until he recovered. I knew his battle would be tough because of various health issues he was facing. Saturday morning I went to the hospital to fast and pray in the parking lot. I started to meditate on the Word and just read and cried and read and cried. A verse popped out at me that brought me great comfort. I knew it was the Lord telling me that DJ would be okay. I cried some more in hopeful expectation. This verse was 2 Corinthians 6, 9, as unknown and yet well known as dying, and behold we live, as chastened and yet not killed. Saturday night comes and he's now on nine liters. We were told Saturday night after checking with the nurse that his stats were good, so they would try to bring him back down to eight liters in the night watch. Sunday morning. We called, and he's now on 16 liters. Oxygen is worse, and his respirations are too fast. He's hyperventilating uncontrollably. I'm sitting in the car in the hospital parking lot watching Pastor J.D.'s sermon when worship comes on for the first time. I am brought to tears because I have been wanting that for so long, for Pastor J.D.'s sermons to include worship. I knew God was comforting me even in this. After the sermon, I asked the Lord for the impossible. In the sermon, Pastor J.D. challenges listeners to ask God 
for the impossible. So I asked God for what seemed impossible at that time, that my son-in-law would be healed overnight. I then continued to fast and pray. Monday morning comes. I'm in the parking lot continuing to fast and pray. I stay usually for four to five hours. Wow. It's now Monday night and his respirations are worse. 40 per minute, and he's up to 21 liters of oxygen. I keep praying and reminding myself of the verse the Lord showed me. We call the nurse and ask if they're taking blood to monitor his liver function. She checked and said yes, and that everything looks good, and that his liver function was actually really good. She was almost surprised, but he seems to be getting worse, not better. I pray into the night. By Tuesday morning we received what appeared to be a miracle. He went down drastically to four liters overnight, reversing the course he was on, and respirations cut in half, 22 per minute. We couldn't believe it, and asked the nurse four times if they were sure. She said yes, as she rejoiced with us, almost in a state of surprise herself. I continued to fast and pray Wednesday and Thursday, and he was finally released from the hospital on Friday. Even though he was released with oxygen, the complete turn of events that took place in the hospital overnight was overwhelmingly joyous. I can only thank God for His faithfulness in hearing our prayers and meeting us in our time of great need. Bonus, in the process, my son-in-law's dad, who also was sick with COVID, gave his heart to Christ on Saturday. This, yes, <laughs> I'm telling you, our good and His glory. This in itself was truly a miracle. The Lord did the impossible, and then some. He is truly faithful and worthy of all our trust trust in the Lord with all your heart. Please stand, we'll close in prayer. Thank you, Lord. Thank you so much, Lord. Loving Heavenly Father, we're just so in awe of you and overwhelmed by you. Lord, You are worthy of all of our praise and all of our trust with all of our heart. Lord, we just ask that as only You can, that You by the Holy Spirit would just minister comfort and encouragement and strength to the hearts of those that are really hurting and struggling right now many of whom are dealing with the things that we talked about today, some of whom are maybe dealing with all of them and then some. Lord, please, we are truly desperate for You. You're our only hope, Jesus. You're our only hope. Please, Lord. Lord, will You come quickly? Maranatha. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to a Prophecy Update with Pastor J.D. Farag on In Spirit and Truth. Thanks for tuning in to study the Word of God. As you continue to learn about the things that are happening all around us and how that relates to the Bible, 
take some time to pray for this nation and for the world as a whole. How all the details will play out is still unknown, but God treasures the prayers that are offered on behalf of His people and the world around them. Continue to delve deep into God's Word on your own and gain some useful insight about these things in addition to what you hear from Pastor J.D. Are there some things that you heard today that really touched home in your heart that you'd appreciate some prayer over? We'd be honored to pray for you. Let us know what those requests are by going to jdfarag.org and then fill out the form under contact. Once again, that website is jdfarag.org. You can also find us on social media. You'll find links to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube on our website. And we encourage you to follow them so you can stay up to date with all that's happening at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe and in spirit and truth. If you're wanting to access these things on the go, we have a mobile app that's available for iPhone and Android users. Just look under the resources tab. That's all we have time for today, but thanks for joining us. We look forward to our next edition where you'll get the opportunity to hear more insightful things about the days that we're living in and how that intersects with what's been predicted in the Bible. Join us again here on In Spirit and Truth.